Uh, I'm excited. It's Christmas time, right? Obviously, we're, we're getting into a Christmas series. Uh, we've got Christmas trees around. We've got lights around. We're doing the whole, the whole bit. Uh, and so real what's great is we have a chance to kind of stop and focus and really just uh, get, a, get a, um, uh, our, our crosshairs back on what Christmas is about. So we started this series called uh, Among Us. So I apologize for anyone under 30 uh, who got excited about uh, our series. So if you're, if you're, if you're older, um, you may not know that Among Us is actually, it's, it's a game, it's a video game. My kids were super excited about the series uh, until they realized that it's, you know, just Among Us is just referencing like the Bible. And they're like, oh, come on, dad, why don't you do a video game series? I'm like, it's intriguing. But uh, Among Us actually just comes from, uh, you know, the Christmas story. So uh, we're, we're talking about Among Us, talking about Jesus coming, not playing, you know, video games. Uh, last week, Pastor Brandon, we started, Pastor Brandon uh, introduced the whole thing with uh, John 1, looking at, uh, at how kind of the, the um, uh, Jesus kind of being always in the beginning and the, and the importance of that and what that actually you know, looks like. And so we're, we're really going to dig into who Jesus is. And, and really kind of just get focused on that. But I, I want to start with this. Here's, a, here's where I want to begin. One of the most significant things, significant gifts, uh, honors that we can give is, is our, our, our presence, is, is, is being here, being somewhere. You can only be in one place at once. You can, you can, you, there's only, now, now I know, we, we, you know, there's, there's video, there's emails, there's, you know, um, there, there's all sorts of ways that we can be very, very connected we can we can live stream this, and we can you know we can we can Snapchat that. We can we can make people feel like they're around us. But there's something about being in person, face to face, side by side, in 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 the same physical proximity as someone else that cannot be duplicated. It it is it is one of the one of the more significant things that you can that, that you can offer is is your presence somewhere. Now, I'm not trying to say it like, like it's amazing when you walk in a room, you should be like, you're welcome, everybody. I'm here. Not that, but I'm just saying, being somewhere communicates something. You know, in, in, in the marketing world, it's, it's a big deal to make an appearance somewhere. Hey, I need you to be there. Don't send somebody else. Don't send these. Don't, but it's, it's more important. At some point, like you got to be the one that is at the place doing the thing, right? There's something important about that. Uh, also with music, you know, we, we, don't, we don't tell stories about the, the concert that I watched on YouTube. It's like, no, I was there. I, I was there in person, and like, I, you know, I saw them. It was their last tour of this, or, you know, the last time they did that. You know, there's something about, like, being there. As sports world, like, I was, I was at that game. Like, I was, I was there, like, physically. Like, we were, we were there. I experienced it. It was crazy. And, and, and even, you know, personally, you know, as a, as a pastor, you get a chance to, to visit people in the hospital. And, and um, is there something about, about showing up in person that, that, People get excited about it. And it's like it means something when you're showing up in person. As a, as a youth, as youth pastor for a number of years, and that was always something we communicated with our youth staff: is hey, show up in the students' life at a game, you know, at a at a, at a lunch. Come, I say hi at a at a concert at a what you know. Just if you show up, that has a huge impact because you can only be in one place at once. You can you can only be in one proximity at once. And so, because when you're present, it, there's a few things that communicate. You, you communicate. Uh, a priority. Wherever you are, for whatever reason, has been a priority for one reason or another. Who knows why? But the, 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 it shows priority if you show up somewhere. 
Uh, and, and also, it shows a sacrifice. You're not a lot of places if you're in that place, right? You've chosen not to be in a lot of places. So there's some sort of sacrifice involved. And then there's also, the, the, there's also a value. Like wherever you, you being somewhere present, there's value. Now, conversely, being absent communicates a lot as well. Communicates uh, maybe that something may not be, uh, maybe unimportant. Something may, you may feel dismissive if, if, if you're not there. And I'm not saying that, that, that you have to be everywhere and that not being somewhere is bad. That's not what this necessarily is. But rather, what I want to speak to is, is the concept of there's, there's a value and an importance placed when you are in the place where you are. There is, there's, a, there's a choice or there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a, a significance that exists in that place. And so for my kids this year, for Christmas, uh, I will give them the best gift of all, which is just me in a room, <laughs> just sitting there. So, you know, I'm gonna take back all the presents, but guys, the best gift is my presents. So my present is my presents, and I'll just sit there and stare at them, and they'll be super happy about it and understand completely, and for generations, I'll tell that story. No, no I don't think it'll go that well, but, you know, maybe, you know, I, I could tell a, a pastor story as I tell you how spiritual my kids are, but no, they just throw things at me and then get mad, but no. Uh, but in all seriousness, it's, 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 the, it's this idea that brings us to where we are, are going to land today in the Scripture. So we have, last week, Brandon looked at John 1, the, the kind of the, the more unique uh, Christmas, beginning to a Christmas story. It was unique because, you know, a lot of times, you know, how Brandon mentioned last week is uh, it starts with, you know, baby in a manger, that sort of thing. Well, John starts with, hey, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word is with God, and the Word was God. So, so, in, the, so in other words, at the beginning of time, you, the Word, it was referred to Jesus. Jesus was with God the Father, and he was God the Father. It was a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, you know, kind of shows a complexity of, of who Jesus is, but we, it starts all the way back then. In the beginning, and, so, and, and the, the talks about that understanding who Jesus is is of the utmost importance. That was kind of the, the point last week. And so this week we go, we go uh, a, a little bit further, and we take the concept to a little bit, um, a little bit, uh, a little bit to the next step. And so here's where I want to start. I want to start. I just want to give you the show my hand. Here's the cards. Here's the point of today. Is this? God loves us so much, He showed up. God loves us so much that he showed up. He came. He was here because he loved us. And we'll unpack where, where we get that. If you got your Bibles, we're, uh, we're looking at John, first chapter. John, we're going to start in uh, verse 14. So we're going to read verse 14 and 15 here. And it, 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 is, uh, it is, this, this is, um, well, I'm a pretty good reader, so I can read these two verses very easily. Seems effortlessly, right? Easy, but man, this stuff is big, and it's 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 uh, complicated. The, the messages that we read right now are so important. I just don't want you to miss this, and it is, has such Im, Im, an impact on our lives, or should have an impact on our lives. Let's take a look. Verse fourteen: The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Okay, there's, 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 there's a lot there. There's those two words that I just want to like, just, just point out right now. The two words are flesh 
And then the other one is dwelling. If you have the ESVs, this is, this is at NFV, ESV says, um, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so a couple of versions have it, have, interpret the Greek just a little bit and, and expand it a little bit, how we translate to English, but Greek is so, it's deep and it's rich, much more than our, our English language. So you'll get a couple different uh, wordings here, but it's, it's the flesh and the dwelling. Those are the two things that really jump out about this. And, and then the, fir- the first one I want to talk about is, is the flesh. The Greek word there, you pronounce it sarx, uh, is how you pronounce it, but it, it really is one who is or becomes a physical being, a living being with flesh. Now, now John chose, led by the Holy Spirit, chose to use that word flesh. That's interesting, right? Because Jesus had so many other more kind of obvious words that were great that he used to describe himself. You know, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That was in the book of John, so John heard that. He knew that. Jesus had all sorts of ways that he described himself that, that, that communicated a little more about John. Decided at the beginning of this, this the, the, in, in introing Jesus and, and really getting a scope of how broad and how big he is, he chose the word flesh. Flesh. Because what we're seeing is a, a very relational turn here. We're seeing a turn from the, uh, you know, uh, God the Father, big, created everything, is out there from the beginning and always was and he is, and then now we, we, we come to a very, very relational piece which says, and he was flesh, like, like, he had, he, like, like, like us, he had flesh and he, he, he was a, became a living being. And so John, knowing that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life, knowing what, who Jesus is, what he did, what he taught, how he lived, he knew all that, but he said, I'm gonna intro this with calling him the flesh because that communicates so much. That he was personal, he was here. He was like us, he could relate to us. He got hungry, he got thirsty, he laughed, he cried, he was tired. Uh, it, the flesh, he, that means there's a relational piece to that that cannot be overstated. The second word that stood out was the word uh, dwelt, or, or, or dwelt among us. Word that, that we pronounce, I believe, is skinu, is what it is, which is to live, to settle, to take up residence. So, but there's a, there's a temporary, temporary nuance to this. In fact, if, if you were to, the, the readers of this would have, would have uh, receivers of this letter would have interpreted, um, you know, he, he set up a tent among us set up his tent, or, or uh, set up, actually there's a, there's a further nuance to this, of set up a, the tabernacle. The same verbiage as you see looking back at the Old Testament. So when they read this, they're saying, okay, so, so the word became flesh, and, but then dwelt among us, so set up a tent, uh, or set up the, 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 set up the tabernacle like, amongst us, like with us, around us. You know, and, and so what, what's significant about this is is it's a, it's a nuance to, to Old Testament. It's a nuance to the Israelites wandering the desert, being there, they were, they were doing van life before it was cool. You know, they were just kind of going and, and setting up wherever, stopping wherever, and, and they just, they, they were lost, and so they're just kind of roaming around, and they would, they would take this, uh, they would have, you know, obviously everything has, were, were in tents, the tabernacle, where Jesus dwelt, where they did church, that was all in a tent, so they would stop, and they would set it up, and there they would have church. And even so, if, if, if you look back, even in reference to this in Exodus 25, Exodus 25, they say this, this is God saying, he says, and, and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst exactly as I show you concerning the pattern of the tabernacle. So God is saying, you know, you guys take this tent with me, I'll, I'll dwell there, 
And that's where they kind of connected with God, communed with God, is his presence would be in this, in this, this tabernacle, this mobile uh, thing. And so, so when John says that Jesus came and, and dwelt among us, so he was this, he was with us. He set up the tent, he set up this, this, this mobile tabernacle. That was a huge game changer. Because what that alludes to is the fact that, the, that now that tabernacle, that holy spot is with us. It's, it's, it's here. It's, it's, it's traveling with us. And that changes the way that, that people church, right? Because you'd have one spot that you could go to. You had one spot. You'd go to that, and you'd the holy holies. You had these rules, and you had these things you'd have to do, and, and you know, only the, the, the priest could do a certain thing. It's like you had these, all these rules around it. But now, that whatever that, that, that is here now. That's come in, in the flesh. The rules have changed. The way they pray, the way they study, the way, they, the, the, the way their forgiveness is offered, you know, where they go to, everything had changed because this, this very, um, what, what, what could look like from our angle now, like a very um, you know, distant God at that point now was here and was, was available and, and was uh, with us, was among us. Was, was the, there, he was right there. So you take a very relational, personal turn here. And when, so when John talks about this, he, he goes from the big picture, you know, and, uh, the, the, you know, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He takes, goes from that, then brings it super personal, being, no, he was flesh, and, and, and he dwelt here with us. God, here. And so when we, look on, when we look at this, we have to think there was a major shift in how we interact with God that got much, much more personal than we probably anticipated at that point. Second thing I want us to get as we move on in John is this, that God gave overwhelming grace before we knew that we needed it. Overwhelming grace. And that's kind of my, my, the way I would phrase it. Let's look at, at verse 16 and 17. You'll see where we get it. John continues. For the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Now, now again, if you have a different version than, than, than an NIV, that's why I read the NIV, a different version, you'll see that some of the versions like uh, the ESV says grace upon grace. grace. Grace replacing grace. That word there that they, they translate upon is you, you replace something with, 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 with another something. You replace something good with, with, with another thing. And so I, what, what's funny is I, I remember we were given, um, we were backstage kind of giving Justin, Pastor Justin, a hard time because he went with the old, old school flip phone, which is pretty awesome. Um, you charge it once a week. It's amazing. So we were kind of like, you know, it kind of got me thinking this week a little bit about, you know, cell phone evolution. There was like a, the glory days of like when smartphones were still coming about. And I remember just being like mind blow what they could do. Like, wait, this is like, this has got a camera on it. This has like a 0.2 megapixel camera on this phone. It's amazing. Let's take a picture like, you know, of our baby. And it's like, no, that's our cat. No, that's our baby. You know, it's like, can't really tell. It's too bad. But I was like, that's amazing. And then like, and then like at that point, I remember just getting, you could get like, oh, next year, oh, here's a new one. You just, get a, you just get a new one. I'm like, a new one. I can't wait to see what it can do. Oh, man, it's a 1.2 megapixel camera. That's crazy. And like, it can like, you know, I can play a, a snake on it, a little game. And I was like, that's amazing. You know, it's like, mine was blown every year. Like the phone got better. Now it got to a point now where I'm kind of like, okay, I don't even, I, my eyes can't even comprehend the 
pixels that you're saying this has. Like, I just can't, do, it doesn't work. Um, and I just, so I just use one for like five years now. But, but I've heard that feeling of like, man, it's, it's, it's better, that's crazy. I didn't even think they could do that. Now, you know, and, and then now, like, what, use your phone to, like, call? That's, like, crazy, that's weird. Why do you do that? It could do so many other cool things. Do your taxes on it, but don't make phone calls, that's weird. But it's the concept of like of, of this grace upon grace. Like like they didn't think that the, they thought the law. Moses was given the law, and and it was good. This is how, this is how, this is how you're righteous. You follow these rules. You do these things, and this is how you're right before God is by following these rules. Now they're exhaustive and exhausting to read how to do all this. Look at Leviticus, but but you had this this structure in which you would kind of operate. Okay, this is how we're man. It's so great that God gives us an opportunity to. You know, follow these things, and and you know we can we can commune with him. Well, well, okay, then Jesus comes because those are hard rules to follow, and God decides he's like, okay, now it's time we're we're going to get personal here. Now, uh, now, now Jesus comes, and now we have this whole different level of grace, whole different level of interaction with God, where all of a sudden, like, I, we we didn't. I'm sure the people there couldn't comprehend how much better it could be, because you went from a rules based religion to all of a sudden it's it's by faith we've been saved through grace all of a sudden you make this big change that's probably just a mind blow to people that's why the 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 religious leaders had such a hard time kind of getting on board because like hold on my whole life has been following these rules i'm super good at it what do you mean like there's grace here you know so so when it says grace upon grace or you know one big blessing after another what he's referring to is like it 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 keeps getting better when jesus came it got even better He's here, he's relational, he's personal, and the grace that he offers is, is it, 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 it's, it's free, it's not, it's not a, a works-based anything. This is just Jesus offering this grace. And, and, and so we, we, we see this very personal turn, and so, so to, to kind of round out our last verse here in, in verse 18, John then ends with this, this little part with, with this, and I'll give you kind of the, the, the point of this, is that, is that Jesus shows us God, Right, this section, Jesus, Jesus actually shows us God. And we see that, and we see John kind of unpack this in verse 18. It says, no one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made him known. So there's one person out there. There's one, there's one entity out there that can let us know more about God. And it is the one who's been with God, who is God, and the one who's come here. So John is saying that, that not only did he take a personal route, but the only one who could give us this sort of clarity and this sort of understanding into who God is, is Jesus, and he's here. He's the only one that could. And, and guess what? He came. You see, Moses had, Moses had, had probably the best look at God that anybody that we have recorded, okay? Because he had an interaction with God where he, just, he wanted to see God. And God let him just catch like a glimpse of the back of him as he kind of, as he kind of went by. That was like the, the, as good as it could get. And so I'll, I want to read for you part of this interaction in Exodus. This is Moses having a, a dialogue with God. Exodus 33 says, Moses said, please show me your glory. Meaning I want to, I want to see you, God. And he said, he said, I will make all of my goodness pass before you. And will proclaim before you my name, the Lord, and I will be gracious to whom I'll be gracious, and I'll show mercy to those who show mercy. But, he said, you can't see my face, for man shall not see me and live. So, you couldn't even look at God without dying. 
That's like kind of how holy, big, I mean, like, like you couldn't even see him. So Moses got like a little glimpse, just a, just a, just a glancing glance as, as he went. And like, like that, that, that was like, that was like the, the closest look he got. This is like personal kind of as, as that, as, as, as seeing him got. And then, and then now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden you got, you got Jesus coming you know, that, that, that is with God and that was God, and he's now here because he's going to show us, tell us, we're going to learn a lot more about who God is. Although I, I, love, I love reading biographies. Like biographies, I like to look at, you know, people and, and kind of what they did, and I like, you know, I don't really call them the equivalent to a, a video, maybe like an expose on somebody, who knows. But, uh, but even like documentaries, like there's some sports documentaries out there, there's some really good like sports ones, like, uh, um, like Michael Jordan and stuff. And what, whatever he tries to do, when you write a biography, when you're doing like, on a sh- like highlighting a person, the goal is to get as many people as you can who have been close to this person at one point in time and, get, and, and, and ask, hey, what, what were they like growing up? Were they always like this? Were they always like that good? Or were they always that bad? Or were they always, you know, what, what were they like? And so you get the closest people to them because the closest people to them know them the best. Spent the most time with him. Saw him in the mo- in, in, in you know various hardships or in the, in the good times or the bad times. And so you just try and get all these people around him, try and paint a picture of who is this central character. And it's super entry makes for good reading, makes for good makes for good good shows. But the concept there is that is that what we try to do is get who's closest to the source in order to get the most best information that we can. Well, so if we want to know about God, what what, what John is saying here is, uh, it is Jesus. He came. He came in the flesh, dwelt among us. Now, guess what? We get to learn so much more about who God is. We get to know God. We can, we can understand more about him. Now, we can't fully comprehend God because we're, we're not God, but, but Jesus gives us that look because he's been at the Father's side. He's, he's, he, he came and he offers that sort of insight to who he is. So we want to know who God is. We look, at the, we look at Jesus. What did he do? What did he say? How did he live? And so, so if you kind of think of, you know, God at this point, like look at Old, Old Testament. He's, he's, you know, he's getting letters, there's been prophets, there's been stories. And, and so you have this, this, uh, this issue where things have got to get more personal. God needs to make, make this, the, you know, the, the, this relational thing because, you know, you can write more, more books instead of the people. You can, you can, uh, you know, do more miracles, you can do all that stuff, but really what it comes down to is you, you need that relational peace, and that relational peace is Jesus. Jesus came and so, that, so that we can have that sort of closeness. And so I want to make this kind of reiterate my first point, but, but kind of um, list it, list it um, rephrase it just a, just a smidge. Um, God loves you so much that he showed up. Did you get, think about that. God loves you so much that he showed up. He came. He was here. Not because you asked for it. Not because you summoned him. Not because you're owed it because you did a great job on that one thing and so, you know, hey, I'm gonna come now. No, no, no. He loved you so much that he showed up. First John, another one of John's writings, uh, says it this way. First John 4. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. 
I can't like tell you, like, that is love when we didn't, even, we didn't even ask for it, we didn't even know it, we don't deserve it, but all of a sudden, God sends his son and Jesus shows up for us. See, what this little section here tells me is that Jesus came so that we could have that relationship. Our sins prevent us from having that relationship. Like God is so good and I'm so, so not, and so that sin just, just is a barrier and it's a wedge. Between, between us because, because he's holy and I'm not. So, so some, something's gotta give. Something's gotta take that thing away, take that sin away. What is that thing? That thing that's what Jesus did here. He gives us that act that he removes those barriers that keep us from having that relationship with God. And so God sent his son, not because we, we asked it, just simply put, because he loves us. Because I don't deserve it. I can't earn it. And, and, and you don't deserve it. And you can't earn it. Now that's crazy to think because you know we're used to we have a kind of a you know pioneer spirit out here. Hey, pull yourself with like like I'll, I'll, I'll work hard. I'll achieve this thing. I want more of this. I'm going to work towards more than that. I'm going to do this and that, and that will give me the results that I need. And we're so results based that when we get this this idea of grace, that, that there's somehow some way I can't do a darn thing about it. It just it's offered there. So like hold on, all I got to do is like believe. You know, I'm waiting for that, like, as seen on TV, like, but wait, there's more. You know, I'm waiting for that kind of moment where it's like, you know, no, but you gotta do, no, that's it. And so I wanna look at the, the uh, different Christmas stories. We kind of come to a, 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 a close this morning. Matthew 1, 22 and 23. Matthew starts with a genealogy, you know, different than John, but then goes into a prophecy, kind of quoting uh, from Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 7, 14, but he, he, he says this in Matthew. All, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So even, even Old Testament, this, this concept that, that God will be with us even shows a glimpse of God's desire for that relationship with us. Because because. God loves you so much that he showed up. There's a lot of things that, that a lot of people that let us down or that have let us down or will us, there's, there's, that, that happens. We're flawed. We can list a lot of hurts, a lot of people who weren't there for us, but, but Jesus came here in the flesh, dwelt among us because he loves us that much. So uh, we have uh, kind of a, a one, one last song, kind of a Christmas song, one of my, my favorite, I guess what I'd call like sacred Christmas songs. Clearly, Santa Baby is my favorite Christmas song. Just <laughs> <laughs> kidding, it's the worst. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Is, is, is one of my favorite uh, songs. The worship is gonna come out here. Uh, we're gonna sing this, but one, you know, one of the interesting things about this is I kind of, you know, sometimes I like to look and see what, hymns have rich, rich background stories sometimes, you know, so the stories, the evolution of how they came about and all that, and so I kind of, you know, as I was studying this week, kind of looking for, okay, let's, you know, I, I know that this is, we're gonna sing this. Um, and I, it's, it's funny, because I was like, oh, this isn't a very exciting, like, origin you know, story. My, my wife was shared last night. She's like, well, actually, it actually is kind of exciting. I was like, well, I saw it, but I'm like, I guess that kind of is, you know, because no one knows who wrote it. 15th century, it was written, um, they, they found, it's, it's a collection, of, it's, or not collection, but it's, a, it's poems, is where they kind of got, where it was written down French, in French, 
1500s, people don't really know what it was. And it was in the 1800s, got then transposed to, to uh, English and then not put to, to music until, uh, you know, probably later uh, 1700s. And what we have now is probably like, you know, this century, basically. Uh, but what's interesting about it is it's such a powerful concept. No one knows how they create it. It's very scriptural. But the, the, the theme of this and the story of this is that, is that there's this yearning for Jesus to come and to be here and to be with us. There's this desire, this, this, the, the Israelites are misplaced and in exile. They want, you know, they need the, the God with us to be here. And, and I'm going to say that, that there's a lot of stuff that we bring into this room right now, a lot, a lot of weight that we bring into this, this room right now, a lot of sin that's weighted us down, sorrow that's weighted us down, and there's that, that, that feeling of like, I just wish God was here with us. And I want to say that God loved you so much that he showed up. That, that, that he is here. We just have to acknowledge that. And so as we sing this song, there, there, there will be prayer, uh, prayer team available to come and pray with you if, if you need it. But this is very much a response, a response song. You sing, sing your heart out if you want to, or just, or just read. Just read the, the, the words. And, and um, my prayer is that this would be a, a response of sorts, like a prayer of sorts, as we look at this um, need for Savior to come and be here. Because God, Jesus came here for you and me. He's with us. He's the God that wants to be with us. And he loves us so much that he showed up. So will you, will you stand and, and sing this, make this your prayer to our manual God with us.